Welcome back to the AV Adventures podcast. Today on the show, we have Spencer Tripp from Off Grid Food Co. They're one of the, uh, I believe they're the first company to uh, make backpacking food specifically designed by hunters from hunters. And they're the first ones that I know of making backpacking food that are giving 5% back to conservation. I also want to remind everybody you get 20% off using the code FATKID at mountainops.com. We'd really appreciate it. And we promised we'd give away a $100 gift card from Mountain Ops. We have 10 to give away, so we'll give away one each podcast. And the winner today is Redding Archer. Thanks for leaving a review and get a hold of me at ryan at averyadventures.com or tanya at averyadventures.com. All right, here's Spencer. So Spencer, welcome to the show. And the first question I guess was, how did you say, I'm going to jump into this competitive market of <laughs> backpacking food? Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for, thanks for having me on. Um, and yeah, really, you know, it's, it's competitive. Um, there's, I think it's competitive to a point. There's a handful of the bigger companies out there that I think kind of dominate the market. And at the same time, it's super exciting to see some new stuff coming out. Um, and at the same time, I, I felt there was a large space kind of where we're trying to go with the hunting and fishing community specifically. Um, felt there was a big gap there. So yeah, we're just kind of trying to cannonball right into it and just launched uh, kind of in June at the at the Northwest Mountain Challenge. That was kind of our first event in Tamarack over there. And it's kind of been a, a fun uh, fun ride since kind of getting things going and, and getting some interest. So that's uh, kind of the short on that. But yeah, it's been kind of a work in progress for a while. Um, I grew up uh, cooking and in a lot of different environments and different positions over the years and whatnot. And um, that's kind of a passion of mine. And, you know, I don't think it's any secret that a lot of people aren't super happy with the choices that are that are <laughs> in the country. Uh, you hear a lot of it on the podcast of, you know, horror stories or, or whatever of, of certain, certain encounters. And, and yeah, so just kind of trying to make a different option out there and, and something that's a little bit different, uh, different approach in terms of kind of our business plan and stuff than than to what's out there with the with the market we're trying to target and and our focus really. So, was this something that you obviously you don't just jump into this kind of stuff half-assed? Was there a tipping moment where you were you hunting or yeah. hunting? Yeah, good. No, good question. Um, yeah, we you know been making our our own stuff for hunts and whatnot for a long time, and then I just kind of jumped into guiding last year was kind of in a point where it didn't have a whole lot of oil and gas work going on and we had just moved back out here to washington and got a call back from a guy and said hey you want to come work for the fall and said yeah absolutely i don't have any roosevelt experience but let's let's do this um kind of turned out to be a, a shit <laughs> oh. i don't know what happened there <laughs> she's had a problem drinking lately <laughs> I I got a problem drinking too sometimes. It's all right. But yeah, no, it kind of, it ended up being a, a, a kind of a shit show. But I ended up making a bunch of stuff for the whole camp, and everyone was kind of like, "Hey, are you selling this?" You know, when all the stuff was gone all the time, and just snack foods and whatnot. And people were kind of pushing me to say, "Hey, like you should you should try and start selling this." And it was really as simple as that. Um, kind of stemmed from making my own stuff for spending you know, 60 days in the woods last year and, and not wanting to just eat whatever, uh, eat whatever the outfitter was bringing into camp and whatnot. So just right. kind of started packing my own stuff. And then 
realized it was all gone shortly thereafter and was making more and more for every trip and then you know just trail mix and stuff even and guys were like hey you start making this for our next batch of clients or whatever and whatnot so that's just kind of how it stemmed and you know we had kind of been going back and forth the last couple of years of like well let's start a restaurant or let's do a food truck or let's do some like craft taco bar kind of thing or whatever and that's always kind of been a passion of mine right. is like doing something in the food industry but then it just kind of hit me like man there's not really anybody doing this in the hunting and fishing market specifically um and i'm betting someone's gonna try so I, there's kind of a good time to do it and that's that's really as simple as it went you know and then season ended and kind of just dove right into it and getting stuff planned and raised some money and got a got a plan together and and went at it so yeah are you sure what what do you feel like separates you from the other your competitors like if you could pick one or two key points what what makes you different and better yeah you know um i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna two-part that and one is kind of going off the food side of it and then another one off the business side of it. But as far as the food side goes, trying to kind of bring in, you know, a, a quality sourced handcrafted food option um, that that people can appreciate what goes into it. You know, I, I don't take my meat to a butcher for the same reason. I'm not going to outsource a lot of this stuff. And, and hopefully that that care to attention shows um, in, in our business model. So high quality ingredients, attention to detail, it's all handcrafted. I mean, it's just me right now. Um, so, so like I, you call me there at night, I was at the kitchen, it was like almost midnight or whatever and right. slaving away still. So, you know, just kind of that, that care that we as hunters can appreciate, you know, the thought of, of the process. So good quality ingredients and it's kind of all handcrafted in that attention to, to detail kind of care. And then second, um, you know, conservation is going to be a big part of of our business plan um i got a a new buddy of mine uh tony burleson just started a new coffee company dark timber i don't know if you guys have heard of them or not but they're doing some cool stuff with some backcountry packs and and we've been chatting and and the conservation side of things always been something that's like i've always wanted to be a part of this uh whether like the two percent for conservation or whatever but uh Think about that, and, and Tony's kind of jumped in, and he's doing 10% of all his stuff straight back to a handful of conservation groups. Wow. And that's, that's gigantic amazing. chunk. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I met him, and, and he's kind of really kicked me in the ass to kind of step it up a notch, and it's like, well, you think about it, like, I'm not a, I'm not a Sitka or a Mountain Ops. Like, 2% of what I do right now does not make a difference for anything. So 5% right now doesn't really even do anything. And that's what we're trying to do is give back 5% of all of our stuff. So that's the number that makes us, works for us. If we can do more down the road, we can. But, you know, that's a huge part of our business. Like if there's no public lands out there, we don't really have a chance of doing anything. It's it's the very basis of our business. So that's going to be a huge thing. And it's, I look at it as a hunting and fishing company Mm -hmm. and, you know, you look at, you know, the rod and gun taxes, it's self-imposed stuff that was done a whole long time ago for conservation. I don't see why I shouldn't be a part of that at a level that I can't contribute to. Now, I can't do like 11% like, you you know, when you go buy a box of ammo or whatever. 
but it's the same type of thing. It's a tool for the hunt. So we want to do something that really shows, you know, where our focus is and what's important to us. Um, not only on a personal level, like, like I, I hunt and fish and grew up doing so, but on a, on an important level for the business as well. Cause if that's not there, we don't have a, we don't have anything to build our business off of. Absolutely. So I think those two things are kind of what we're trying to use to set us apart a little bit. So, so to clarify there, because I think it's important and I always try to make sure this is uh, kind of spotlighted. You started this company directly to target hunters and anglers. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, that's our focus. You know, that's, that's my passion. You know, I grew up hunting and fishing and, in Michigan and then kind of got the big game bug when I moved out West and, um, I finished school in Gunnison in Colorado. So, uh, you know, got a good mix of from out here, out there. And it's just a big passion of mine. Um, just being outside as much as I can and fly fishing and, um, and hunting. So, you know, that's the market we wanted to go to. And, you know, like I said, I thought there was a huge gap to be filled there. So that's ours. That's our focus. And that's our, you know, our target. So we're not going to really stray from that. Of course, we're going to encourage anyone that wants to buy our products to buy our products, but that's who we're going to advertise to. And that's who we're going to market to. So this is you and your wife doing this? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She, yes. It's not just me. It's my wife too. She helps me a whole lot and she is much more detail oriented than I am. So a lot what? of, no. a lot of, yeah, that's she helps not with a lot true, of yeah, you know, we spent a lot of time doing labels and all that kind of stuff and getting packages ready. So, she, yeah, she helps me out a whole lot with all that stuff. So it would be, be hard to do if she wasn't helping out. So, so but yeah, the, I'll ask you this just because <laughs> I know this will be a question when we talk about conservation because, you know, people say, oh, I don't want to get political. Well, everything we do in hunting is turning into political. Yeah. Have you decided on what conservation groups you're going to align yourself with? Yeah, we've just kind of started reaching out to a handful of groups. And what I think I'm going to try and do is like quarterly um, is just pick a group that fits where our heads might be at for that quarter, whether it's hunting and fishing or whether it's something that's up north or whether it's big game or, or waterfowl. I'm a big duck hunter, too. So we're just kind of kind of give it a spread. But um, we'll probably visit a handful of the big couple of groups that are fighting the public land thing, they're probably, you know, we'll probably visit donating to them more than some of the other small groups. Um, just cause that's kind of our focus, whether you're backpack hunting or truck hunting, you're out on public lands and you're in, in the back country. That's, it's important to us. So that, that'll be the big focus. Um, I've been, been reaching out to backcountry hunters and anglers. Um, I'm a big fly fisherman, uh, saltwater specifically is kind of where I, I grew up fishing. My parents spent a lot of time in Florida. So I know a lot of guys that bonefish tarpon trust. Um, we were just down there this spring and did a bunch of tagging with them, which was super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing a lot for the kind of the saltwater species. Um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of keep a, keep a mix there and, and every quarter kind of just announce who we're going to give our, our portion to. Um, and, like I said, yeah, we'll probably revisit some more than others, but just kind of get a good mix and kind of spread it around as much as we can. And, and maybe we'll try and dial it in more with one group than the other um, specifically, which I, I'd like to do. Um, we just haven't had those conversations yet. I'm excited about that because a lot of the other companies that sell the products like you're going to sell, um, they don't, they, they like to take from hunters. They don't like to give back to hunters. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm really excited that you're coming on board and giving that 5% to conservation. Let's jump yeah. into the actual uh, products. Tell us about your product sure. line that you have for sale now and, and let's talk yeah. uh, what you got going on in the future. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, kind of a two-phase deal right now. So kind of non-meat products are available right now. So we've got a couple of breakfast options. We've got like a, a kind of jacked up oatmeal uh, with protein powder and, and nuts and coconut and freeze-dried fruit and stuff in there. It's super good. Um, call that our, our Predator fuel. Um, good hot breakfast. And we've got a kind of a grain-free cold breakfast option. Um, a trail mix, some snack bars. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, working on almond butter right now. I saw that. Uh, we have some of that in jars, and I've got um, so I've got one of them over here. <laughs> Hold on a sec. This is something I'm super excited about. This stuff, but we've got the little uh, the little packets for the nice. almond that we're gonna. That I got to mess around with. So like little single served almond butter packets. Um, and that's kind of what we've got going on right now. So we've got like uh, four flavors of the hot breakfast, one of the cold breakfast, uh, one trail mix, and then three flavors of our trail bars right now. And then we'll just kind of roll out varieties of stuff. Um, maybe a couple more trail mixes here in the near future. And then we're working with um, a jerky producer right now. That's going to do our jerky recipe with our beef supplier, um, all good grass-fed beef. Uh, we're working with them right now. So that should be a couple months out, and we'll have jerky done, which I'm super excited about. And that's just one of the things that decide, like, you're going to do jerky, you kind of got to commit to building a jerky company. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard to, like, add that into a mix of a bunch of other stuff that you're trying to do. So... We found a really cool company out of California that's small family-run company um, that makes a great product, and they're going to use all of our parameters and recipes and, and stuff like that. So that'll be fun. And then, um, yeah, the big thing is we're working towards, which I get asked every day, is like, hey, you guys have full meals. <laughs> but uh, no right now. So we're working on it. We're going to do a bunch of testing this year on the full meal side of things. And then we're uh, working on building out a room in the kitchen to get the USDA stamp of approval for next season. So that's kind of the big thing. We went through that process, got all the application stuff done, did all the hazard control planning and whatnot. And the kitchen we use right now is shared with a couple other caterers. And they that was the only thing they said that was holding it back. So we've got a room there that we're going to build out because a couple other people that use that space want to have that ability too. And it's basically, you know, I could do meat products and sell them out of a retail location in Washington State only. Right. So once you package it and sell it across state lines, it becomes a, a federal thing like most in the USDA gets involved. Um, and it's quite a process. So we're working through that right now. But, yeah, full meals down the road for next season. Um, we're going to test those out quite a bit this season and get them really dialed in. So entrees will not be out just to clarify it till 2018. No, yeah, no, um, till next season. So gotcha. we're gonna, like I said, oh, before next season. So they'll be ready probably next summer, um, so that everyone has time to to get them in and order them before season. Obviously. So what you have now is basically for breakfast and like midday snacking. 
Yeah, yeah, we pretty much got you covered up until that dinner point. So, so. Well, I like I like your catchy names. Who comes up with the names of your products? Man, a lot of it I'd like to say me, but a lot of it was uh, the my brother-in-law's good friend is doing a lot of my my web stuff and marketing stuff and design stuff for me. And he's uh, man, he's just a super sharp sharp guy and comes up with a lot of that fun stuff. So oh, he's a yeah. uh, yeah, I'd like to take credit for it, but I, I got to give it to uh, to my web guy and design guy, really. So I, I know we talked before. You say you're not you're not on the nutritional side, but what what value nutritionally, if you can touch on a little bit, are your breakfasts and your fuels given? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I mentioned that like that's not like nutrition's not my background, but obviously the food's got quite a bit of nutritional thought put into it, right? Right. So, um, got like the, the hot breakfast, so like the instant oatmeal type thing, the predator fuel, right? You're looking at 500 calories, 20 grams of fat, 60 grams of carbs, 500 milligrams of sodium. And that's all good, clean sea salt, which I think is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of confusion around the sodium stuff too. Um, you know, 25 grams of protein about and 12 grams of fiber. Yeah. That's packing a punch. It's a pretty hearty breakfast, and it's got a bunch of coconut and almonds and freeze-dried fruit and stuff in it. So, um, And the sugar, you know, most of that comes from the fruit, and there's a little maple sugar in there. So super super clean ingredients, and, and the sugars that we do use are pretty clean and, and low on the glycemic index. And I'm not going to go into detail on that at all. <laughs> it's pretty low. So, I did. If you um, want, go ahead. Keep going. No, but so everything's kind of based on like you hear that I want everything to be 100 calories per ounce, right? Right. So I think, you know, those hot breakfasts are the lowest we have and they're still at 125 calories per ounce. So the fuel bars, which are like an almond and coconut, like trail bar kind of deal, um, those are packing like 200 calories an ounce and a lot of fat. So a lot of good clean fats, a lot of coconut um, and uh, just kind of. Yeah, everything's just kind of amped up for the rigors of, of being back there, um, which you guys are plenty aware of. And I don't think there's a lot of options that are focusing on 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 that, really. Um, and, right. and like I said, the, you know, a lot of protein, a lot of a lot of calories, good clean fats um, is kind of what we're going for. So. I, I just read – I was just reading about the differences in sodium. It's kind of interesting that uh, not all sodium sodium. So no, it's not. Yeah. You know, you can have all that highly processed stuff and then you can have good clean sea salt and it makes a big difference on, on how you'll feel and, and how much your body can tolerate really. It's just like with anything. The less processed it is, the better your body's going to handle it really. So you, you um, And I don't look at it in any more detail than that. No, either do I, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm just a dumb dude from Idaho, but I was it caught my eye that, cause the thing that I always get into is mountain houses are great on day one and two going into day three, four or five or however long you're on your trip. You're like, you're like that proverbial slug. You're like, Oh, I don't want no more of this. Salt. Yeah. I can't take it. Yeah. I can't lace up my boots cause my ankles are swollen, you know? <laughs> so yeah, exactly. No, it's bad. And it's all like, I don't know why. I don't, there's really not any need for it either. You know, it's like, yes, salt's a preservative, but, and at least like I'm, I'm messing around like with dehydrators right now for the full meals. And I'm really trying to get my hands on a freeze dryer. Um, you can do a lot more different fats with a freeze dryer and a lot more of it. Um, and you just got a whole lot more variety with what you can do with a freeze dryer than a dehydrator. 
Um, so messing around with both, but like adding a whole lot of salt as a preservative to a freeze dried meal doesn't really make any sense to me because the process of freeze drying it is the preser preservation in itself. Right. right. <laughs> I don't know why you need to have all that salt in there. So yeah, that's going to be something that we take into mind, um, using all, all good, clean sea salts. Um, and then just, yeah, kind of keeping a lower amount of it in there. Um, but still enough to where it like tastes good, right? Like my background as, as, doing a lot of cooking and working in a lot of restaurants and a lot of different positions. Like I want food to taste good and salt makes it taste good. Right. So you got to have some of it in there, but you don't need to overdo it. So that's definitely something that we're going to think about. Um, and yeah, you know, just all of this stuff we're going to do is really based like what I find on hunts that I miss a lot of is protein. Um, especially like early in the day. Cause I don't, you know, usually don't eat a whole big, breakfast like maybe i'll eat one of those mountain house skillets or something every now and then but it's like mm -hmm. those things if you start your day with that and end your day with that it's you're gonna hurt right so you know all this stuff's just kind of based on what we've done over the years and what we feel we kind of need um with my buddies and the guys i hunt with um and all this kind of yeah focus to go a little above and beyond your average trip out in the woods, which I think is what we as hunters typically tend to do. We're going off trail more than on trail. You know, you hear a bugle and you're, you're gone and you're going and who knows when you're coming back. So, it, you know, it's a little more demanding than your average outdoor activity. And we're going to put a little more into our food to help handle that. So. Right. And I think the, the part where I, I like it is, the reason that say like Heather's choice has become so popular is they're catering towards, you know, taste and they're trade catering, catering towards nutrition and they're, and to where mountain house or, you know, the other commercial brands are their their main thing is egg sales and shelf life. Mm -hmm. So if you take yeah. you, you coming in the mix for hunters, you know, you're going to, you're obviously looking at taste nutrition, you know, keep your energy levels up throughout the day while you're hunting. And yeah. I mean, obviously you want, you want to make a profit, but you're not making a profit on putting in a hundred or thousand milligrams of sodium just to get a 25 year shelf life. No, no, really. And I don't, I don't need it to, you know, you look at how mountain house started, it was stuff for the military and they, they stockpile it up, shove it in, in barrels and keep it for, you know, some rainy day for who knows how long, like <laughs> right. what we're trying to do, like we just don't need it to keep that long. Like it's probably going to be consumed that season. Mm -hmm. So if you're freeze drying it or dehydrating it, it's going to have years of shelf life in general. Um, as far as like the full meals go, but yeah, everything else is designed to be like shelf stable for at least like the hunting season. So if you bought a bunch of stuff, from us, like the trail mix, it's all going to last you like through through your late season hunts if you bought it now and, and stockpiled some up. But yeah, you know, like adding that much sodium to help it last for 30 years is something we don't really need to do. Like our focus is, yeah, some guys might get into the prepping side of stuff or whatever and have a <laughs> stockpile of shit in the corner. Um, yeah. like, like I do, like not like that, but because we live in a, like a there's a volcano right side out, outside of town and an earthquake zone right off the coast. So we have our little bug out box in case like <laughs> the big one happens, you know, and it's like right. we fall into the ocean. But, um, you know, it's not meant to be what we're trying to do. We don't need it to last 30 years. Like if it lasts a couple of years, great. And and just 
the methods that we're using to prepare everything, it's going to last as long as you need it to. So, On the stuff you do have, the breakfast and the, uh, the fuel, the uh, midday snack stuff, what's the best seller? What do you like the best? Man, um, what's been selling the best is the, is the fuel bars. Um, and we're using uh, some the, the coffee and, and chocolate, the co- cacao, coffee and cacao flavor of that's been super popular. And the cacao is like, it's chocolate, but it's like a part of the husk that has a lot more antioxidants in it. So it's just got a fancy, it's got like a different fancy term for it. But it's basically chocolate and coffee. And we're using uh, some of that dark timber coffee in a couple of our things. And it's super good. That flavor has been super popular. Um, but those have been the biggest seller by far. I ran out of those at the Northwest Mountain Challenge. Uh, and <laughs> had to get in and make some more. But that and the trail mix and, um, you know, the... Uh, the Washington apple hot break, the, the predator fuel, the apple flavor has been super popular. Um, yeah. That's making me hungry hearing all I, these options. We're too, I hate yeah. coffee. She loves coffee yeah. and chocolate. So When I'm not trying to choke to death on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So the uh, entrees, do you have, can you give us any uh, forecasting on what you're thinking on meals? Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely kind of have some of the classics that you like see from everybody, like a chili, you know. Um, definitely, I just made a big batch of uh, like a like a classic bolognese, like a spaghetti. Some of that's going out to some of the rock slide guys, a batch of chili. So some of that are going to help me give me some feedback on some of that stuff. And then, yeah, we're going to be playing. I don't want to give too much out there, but we're going to be playing with a lot of stuff. So, you know, and and a lot of lot, you know, a lot of stuff is going to be approachable yet, you know, kind of a little bit elevated, um, but not so far out there and, and weird chefy that it kind of turns people away. So stuff that's approachable and familiar, um, and that you know people can look forward to having a good good hot meal at the end of the day. So. Yeah, they can't be too good because I'm a terrible cook. So if you're providing him meals that taste better. <laughs> Out in the woods than at home he may not come home well yeah i don't care what you do to like a freeze-dried meal or dehydrated it's never going to be as good as a home-cooked meal so i think you're safe all right um i had a question what are you offering for um for people with food allergies like do you have any gluten-free options is that something you guys are looking yeah. at or- uh, you know that's a it's an interesting topic um, when you get into like labeling and what you can and can't put on a label when you start talking like gluten-free and organic and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But, um, most everything, the, the major everything we can do affordingly that's organic, we'll get it. Um, and then most everything's gluten-free, even like the, the oatmeals are good organic gluten-free oats. Um, I think, you know, the, as far as like the allergy concerns go, there's powdered milk and some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the whey protein powder, I've, I've heard some guys say, hey, are you going to do an alternate protein? Are you going to do a different protein powder in the hot breakfast? I don't do whey well. Um, maybe or maybe we just will do one without one. It's like mm-hmm. you could go down so many roads with that. Oh, absolutely. So, guess- yeah, that's kind of tough. But most everything's gluten-free. Um, we don't have that, like, official stamp on there. So I'm not going to, like, go out there and say it's 100% like – if you're gluten intolerant, like I'm not going to, it's not going to have that stamp on there that says this is processed in a way that guarantees you you're good to go. Well, most things we don't take, anyway. 
that are gluten free, they they still have the disclaimer that it could have some sort of contaminant that doesn't make it 100% anyway. So yeah, yeah, that's why I said it's kind of a weird thing when you come to labeling and whatnot. So it's like, I'm not a huge fan of those like, little label stamps other than the USDA one that says I can or can't produce <laughs> meat products. Right. <laughs> so like, as far as that goes, like if you look at the ingredients, most of it's pretty straightforward, but yeah, most of it's pretty gluten free. Um, just, you know, if that's an option in there, we'll, we'll utilize it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of as deep as the thought process into that, into that goes, um, as far as allergens and, and that. Well, I mean, I think most people just like the basic nut allergy or, or gluten, yeah. I think, are going to be the big hot topics anyway. Because if it gets more specialized than that, I think people just have come to the conclusion they have to prepare their own food. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that, especially with things like tree nuts. You know, it's like pretty much everything we do has almonds in it. So if you're like deathly allergic to almonds, which I don't know if that's a very common thing, like pretty much <laughs> shit out of luck with us. Oh. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah, right. I mean, be like don't take, don't be a pussy. Take an epipen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just stick that thing in your leg and grit it out. Yeah. You know? But wasn't that almond bar great? <laughs> yeah. You can't breathe, but it tasted good. <laughs> what? Uh, can Can you help me out here? Can you make a uh, in the future, not next year, but in the next three or four years, make a powdered beer or whiskey? Come on, can you do it? Yeah. You know, uh, freeze with a freeze dryer. That may be possible. Well, you we've know. seen the powdered alcohols out there. I mean, there it's a thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't tried them. You might have to get another stamp of approval from some kind oh, of government yeah, entity. That's a, I'm sure that's a whole other beast. <laughs> I, will, I will promise to be a steady stream of supply <laughs> if you ever make that. <laughs> the old yeah, dehydrated well, whiskey pack. Hunting with your spouse, sometimes you need a drink at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have any experience with that. My wife's not a, not a hunter. Um, Fortunately and unfortunately, sometimes, but um, that is a true statement. You're, that that statement right there, you couldn't make it a truer. <laughs> that encompasses the whole thing, I think. Sometimes yeah. it's a good thing, and sometimes it's not. Yeah. No, she's starting to get more into it. You know, like it's. I'm like, hey, you know, this is the environment we're trying to make our business, and like, you got to kind of start paying attention to this shit. So she's been like, <laughs> you know, kind of going through her 101 classes of like, and she's taking hunter safety and stuff. She just did that last year, so. You know, we'll probably we'll probably get like I can hunt ducks 500 yards from my house out here. So we'll probably, you know, get her out and get a weapon in her hand of some sort this winter. or maybe, you know, make her get out there and do that. So, Absolutely. but yeah, she's not she's not not ready for a backpacking trip yet. But maybe maybe someday she'll be there. So, yeah. oh, you know what? <laughs> we were married for, I think, 17 years before she's like, I think I want to go hunting. It's like, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. A guy never, or a guy or gal never, first time they're listening to Avery Adventures, they're hearing what you're saying. Tell them why they should buy your product. Yeah, man, tough. Put me on the spot with that. Uh, it's like, like, hey, come talk about yourself and why you're awesome. But, uh, you have to push that people to the end of their comfort level. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So, so. No, you know, we're just, we're trying to have, we're trying to come up with another option out there that, that people can feel good about supporting in the space that we feel passionate about in the hunting and fishing community. So, you know, just we're, we're out there and we're trying to do something that not only provides another option for you guys as hunters and as, as consumers, um, but something that, like I said, you feel good buying because at the end of the day, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing 
something, whether it's big or small, to kind of help progress what we all love to do at the end of the day, and that's help conserve public lands and public spaces and the animals that inhabit them. So, you know, that's my big push is like, give us your support because we're out here doing something beyond just food. Um, that's the focus, yeah, and that's a passion too, but all these things together are, are the big are the big go, you know, or the big let's, right. let's do this. Let's get out there and, and do something that, you know, not only I can be proud of, but that, that people buying it can be proud of supporting too. So yep. that, you know, as much as I'd like to say, yeah, we're some big, awesome company. We're not, and we're just getting off our feet. So every, any little bit that you guys can do to help support us is awesome. Um, so, so no, yeah, I, look for I'm for the little guy. And so you're, it's for hunters, by hunters, and you're putting your money where your mouth is. You're not only yeah. just taking profit in, obviously, you know, you're living in the laughs, the luxury at the Lamborghini and stuff. You're also putting <laughs> that money back into conservation. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah I don't know about the first part, but yeah, the <laughs> back to conservation is, is, yeah, that's part of it for sure. It, it's, I think it's a big, big thing to say that you also hunt and fish and, because you are out there in the elements and you understand what would work and what wouldn't work. You're not just saying, oh, I'm putting this in a bag. You can take it backpacking or biking or whatever yeah. else. Because you know how you feel at the end of the day. Are you going to really want to eat some bizarro food that's supposed to sound really fancy? Or are you just going to want like <laughs> spaghetti or something like a comfort food? I, I mean, it's it's a different mindset when you're actually out there in in the backwoods and you've been there for a couple of days, which you actually feel like eating. Um, but if you haven't experienced those things, you, you aren't yeah. going to have any idea what, you know, is going to sound good to somebody. It, exactly. You know, and what sounds good is a big, a big part of it. You know, um, like I, like I, I like eating, like, like I, I'm a, I'm a bigger dude in general. And I love food. Like I, I cook, I love food. But even in the backcountry, like sometimes I find like I've got to force myself to eat. Like, yeah, me too. Me too. I'll be like, I'm just I'm gassing out and I need to eat something. Mm -hmm. And like having stuff in your pack that like just sounds good and, you know, is good and does the job both functionally and flavor wise is, is a big deal. So, yeah, that's a big that's a big part of it, too. Is like what sounds good. Mm -hmm. uh, right. You know, there's stuff I could do that would probably taste pretty good. Um, but once you put it through a freeze dryer and put it into a bag, it probably looks like shit. And it's probably like, not what you're looking for at the end of a long day out no. in the woods. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's a big part of it, too, is like what sounds good. You know, not only what goes into it and what's how it's prepared and, and the ingredients that go into it and how those relate to being back there. But yeah, what sounds good is a big part of it. So. Well, and culinary appetites are so different across America. What What is a normal food for us that we eat here in the Northwest is something totally different than what people eat in the South. And so yeah. it's, it's really interesting just to say, okay, well, this is my comfort food. This is what I want after I've been, you know, cold and wet all day and, but it's it's basic, you know, comfort foods kind of spread the generation, you know, gap and, and even across the country to me. So it's, I don't know, I think it's important for somebody that has been doing what I'm doing to be the one thinking about, you know, the foods that are probably going to sound good to you at the end of a long hunting trip or is going to sound good to me too. 
Because you've been there out in the woods, soaking yeah. wet and freezing your ass off and swearing at your husband because <laughs> <laughs> he thought that would be a really good idea. And a shortcut. Just a little further, a honey. shortcut. Yes, yeah. a shortcut. Yeah, it's just a little further. Yeah, let's go this I'm, way. I'm a husky fella, so I'm always hot when I'm hunting, hiking, moving around. And I don't like to eat when I'm hot, so I totally no. get trying to force food into you. So it has to be quick. <laughs> It has to be, you know, easy and it has to taste good. Yeah, you know, and it's, um, you look at just food in general, like it can do, it can do a lot. Like it can invoke a lot of emotion and a lot of reaction, right? Like it can, like you can be out there, like whether you're at home or out in the backcountry, you can have a good meal and it can completely change your day. And at the same time, you can eat something and it can make you puke instantly. <laughs> yeah. That's so so there's a whole wide range. And then top of that, there's like a whole wide range of palates and flavors that are so specific to each person that you're never going to please everybody. But at right. the end of the day, yeah, it's, it can it can it's something super simple, like a plate of food, but it can it can create a whole lot of range of emotions and, and responses to it. So, yeah, my mood can change by a meal. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I can go from wanting to like kill people to like being pretty pleasant. It's weird. <laughs> I, when you uh, do get into entrees, you need to make tree hugger chili. Tree hugger chili. <laughs> you got to make that name of that. that. That dude, that would sell like hotcakes. Yeah. You know, we've, uh, we've, there's like, Don't be trying to take out with like a classic that. hunter's chili, you know, but maybe we'll have to do the, the tree hugger one too. Oh, dude, it's just beautiful play on words. Sell like hotcakes up here in Bellingham. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Good thing you'll be global on the internet. Yeah, 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 yeah I hide out here in my little garage. <laughs> so forecasting it ten years out. What, oh man, what are you guys going to sell? What are you going to be? What are you going to do? You know, I hope we've got a full, um, a full, full line of start to finish for kind of all your backcountry adventures whether that's that's backpacking or whether you're hunting from a base camp or your truck or whatever we want to have something out there that accommodates everybody um and keep to that like it's all produced in-house for the most part with the exception of the jerky and a couple of other things like the meals are something i'm not going to outsource like i'm not just going to contract somebody out to do all that work for me i want to have control of that process whether whether it's me doing it by hand myself or people that eventually, hopefully there's a team behind this that helps, you know, push it forward. I'm not going to be able to do this by myself forever. Um, right. So I'd be pretty screwed if that's the case for a whole lot longer, but uh, <laughs> those kids are growing. Yeah. You know, they're, they're getting that's there, but little employees right there. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to kind of growing it as, as it needs to needs to grow. Um, and just keeping that kind of mindset that we're going to do all of it, a lot of it, the big, the big key point of it, which is funny to say, because we're not even doing the big key point of it, which is the meals in my mind. We're not even doing that right now, but that's going to be the focus. Um, and, and that's something that, yeah, if we have to build a bigger kitchen, we'll build a bigger kitchen when the time comes. If we have to, you know, have a USDA inspector in there at all times, which once you get that stamp, they're pretty much there all the time anyways. Um, we'll, we'll have that because those, you know, pro that process is, is tough. So, um, you know, hopefully 10 years from now, we've, we've got a facility like that, that we do everything out of all out of one space. That's our own, our own spot, um, and not a shared kitchen. So 
Um, that's kind of what I look forward to is just kind of building the, you know, building the building the brand and building the company um, and seeing what it turns into. You know, it's kind of hard to say what it what it's going to be 10 years down the road, but that's kind of what I hope it is 10 years down the road. I hope it's kind of the, you know, everyone kind of recognizes it as like the hunting and fishing food company. So that'd be my ultimate dream. If everything goes as planned and, and in a perfect world, it will be that, you know, hunting and fishing food company that, that everyone recognizes. That's so. exciting stuff. Yeah. It looks like you're pointed in the right direction. Yeah. I hope so. You know, we'll find out. All right. How can people find you? Yeah, we're on uh, our website mostly, so we're just doing all online sales right now. So offgridfood.co, um, new fancy nut.com.co. I think the .com was already taken. I don't know. Um, and then we're on Instagram more than Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's not super extensive yet. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But yeah, mostly online and and um, and on Instagram and send us a message or shoot, shoot us an email. It comes to me or it's my phone number that's on the website if you've got questions. So um, that, that basically on website and Instagram. So at Off Grid Food Co. On, on Instagram and offgridfood.co on the web. All right. Last question. What are you hunting this year? Man, uh, got, bear season just started over here. So I got out uh, kind of just to the local clear cuts the other day and I'm gonna get out a couple more times, do a little backpack trip here in a in a week or so. Um, my wife and kids are going back to my folks' place before I am, so hopefully, if all goes as planned, I'll have a quick weekend to sneak out. She doesn't know I'm doing that yet. But, uh, she does now. She does now. Um, so yeah, I'll sneak out for a quick bear hunt, and then um, yeah, pretty pretty stoked for elk season out here. Um, we've we've got some got some bulls on camera and. Um, yeah, pump for that. So as far as, you know, not a lot of hunting planned right now. I'm just kind of keeping things open and seeing, seeing how busy I am with, with the business and hopefully it's busier than not. And, um, might try and sneak over to, to Idaho for that late mule deer hunt. Um, might try and sneak to Colorado for a rifle hunt with one of my good buddies or just to help him if I can in, in October. Um, and then, yeah, just elk season here and, uh, elk deer and, and bears here really is what's guaranteed right now. Guaranteed so, that I'm going that hunting. That pretty busy. It's something obviously, yeah. but. <laughs> so making food, two kids and going hunting. Yeah, we'll see. So, you know, it might be a couple more, you know, weekend bonsai missions than, than full weeks of hunting, but, um, I'll get out there a little bit, so. All right, well, awesome. we'll have to have you back on next year when your uh, entrees hit the ground. Yeah, for sure. So we'll uh, we'll keep in touch. And, yeah, thanks again for having me on. Appreciate it. No Thank problem. You. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, bye.